How's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. All right. Well, welcome back. We're back on a regular schedule, kind of, now. Somewhat. So, we... Last week was all over the place because we missed Friday and then joke review on Monday and then missed Friday again. And so now this is coming out on the next Friday. So it's been almost two weeks without an episode, but oh well, well. we're back. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we're going to talk Justice League Doom, which is a lot of fun. Another yeah. solid animated movie, so we're going to talk about that. That's the main part of the episode. But first off, we got to get through all the other segments. Um, we've pretty much just turned the show into just a weird amalgamation of a whole bunch of stuff, which is <laughs> which is fun. Um, so yeah, what what do you want to start with? Ian, you want to start with news? You want to start with uh, movies? Uh, let's start, or, let's start or, with the you, news since okay. we have some breaking news. Yeah, we do have some breaking news. We're recording this on Monday a little earlier than we normally record, but this works out because there's some pretty big casting news as we have uh, we have Catwoman Selena Kyle casting for uh, the Matt Reeves Batman movie. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to say who it is, Ian? I was oh, gonna. To? I was gonna let you do this because you were uh, the one who knew about it first. Okay. Yeah. No. So apparently, our new Catwoman is Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. Thoughts? I. I. I don't. I don't really care. I mean, yeah. I, I've. I. I mean, obviously, I've just seen her in a couple of things. I'm not like super familiar with her. I. She's been in what? Uh, Mad Max. As like one of the one of the concubines or whatever. Yeah, only a few lines in Mad Max. She was then, in X Men First Class. Oh yeah, she's the mosquito girl or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, the whatever that spit venom and, yeah. and flu or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think those are the only things I've seen her in, to be honest. Uh, yeah, she's in. Um, she was in like the new Harry Potter Grindelwald movies, I think, but I didn't oh, okay. see any of those. Yeah, I didn't see any of those. Uh, and then she was in, I think, the second season of that Big Little Lies show. Um, so yeah, I, like, like you, I haven't seen her in a whole lot. Um, not, not. I, I'm not like I'm not really thrilled about the news. Not that I don't like her in any way, but I yeah. just have yet to be impressed by anything I've seen her in. Yeah, yeah. To me, like, I mean, to me, like, let's be honest. Like, if you actually look at how many actors like got into acting from family members and like relatives is crazy. It's like majority oh, yeah, of them. Of course. That's how they become actors. Right. And to me, it, she kind of feels like the perfect case of the only reason she's an actress is because she's Lenny Kravis's daughter. And right. um, what's his wife? Uh, the chick who's married to uh, Jason Momoa. She's an actress too. I forget her name. I, but, um, I don't remember. Yeah. But it's like, that's the only reason because yeah, again, like maybe I just haven't seen her in, enough like good meaty roles but yeah i just i've only ever seen her with like the same expression and kind of monotone voice so yeah not blown away by the news so hey she's always played at least in just a few things i've seen she always plays like a emotionless or like kind of sarcastic caustic kind of personality that's yeah 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 i know what you're talking about though 
I've literally never seen her yell or like emote or anything like that. It's kind of like Nicholas Holt where yeah. they play like the same face and character all the time. But who knows? Maybe with okay, maybe with that's what it was. I knew I saw her in some else. She's in Divergent. That's what the other thing. Was oh, that that's right. Yeah. yeah, which is not. She the same in that movie. That's not saying anything because. Well, no. Everyone's that's, emotionless and that those are not no those are not good movies. Even though I was yeah. in the second one, but still wasn't good. Um, <laughs> yeah. So okay, well, you know, th- well, this is the first casting thing that I've been impressed with. Yeah, I mean, this is great. This is only the second one we've had. This is um, well, other third. than Jonah. I mean, if you count, but Jonah Hill hasn't been confirmed. Well, I meant anything. well, you got Batman and Alfred and uh, and wait, do we have Alfred? Yeah, remember we talked about that in the last podcast, Jeffrey yeah, Wright. Yeah. No, Commissioner. He, he's oh. Commissioner Gordon. No, no, no. He's Alfred. Oh, he's Alfred. Yeah. Oh. Oh no, 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 no. Never mind. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Commissioner Gordon. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't. Know oh, okay. I, I was like, yeah, what? Yeah. yeah, that's what I meant though. But we had, but we have Commissioner Gordon also. So we got three official yeah. casting things. Good now. point. Yeah. And then Jonah Hill, I guess, is going to be something. Maybe I yeah. don't know. Still, still unconfirmed. So we can't right. really count him yet. But uh, like Jeffrey Wright, I think is going to be a great Commissioner Gordon. Same. Um, we we both think Robert Pattinson will most likely be a good Bruce Wayne Batman. Oh, I think he'll be really good. Yeah, I, and uh, so this is the first one where it's like, yeah, eh, yeah, okay. But hey, I mean, I I'd rather like I just haven't seen anything great from an actress more than like I've only ever seen her like what I have seen of her. I'm not impressed. Like right, like you know, like bad, like you know, acting and stuff. So maybe we just haven't seen her fully gave a hundred percent yeah who knows yeah maybe maybe just hoping yeah so that'll be whatever interesting eh. um i think that's really the only like big news there, there's a suicide squad set photo that came out oh i didn't i saw it but i didn't see like the actual picture is um, there anything interesting let's see do, 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 do. uh it it has you see captain boomerang you see jai courtney in it um, you see, uh, let's see, um, mailing, uh, Nig, Nig, uh, Nig, NG, I don't know who that is, mailing, <laughs> and her last name is NG. Uh, um, she's playing an alien, but I don't know who this character is. Some people are thinking it's Mongol, Mongol, I, I don't know, I don't know who that character is. Um, uh, Nathan Fillion is in it, and, uh, it was rumored that he was playing arm fall off boy and with the costume it's like the the sig like logo on the front of the chest is a skull with crossed arms so people are thinking oh. that that is gonna be it or maybe a character called blackguard is another rumor so I have no idea um okay and uh Pete Davidson it looks like people are saying he's God. savant. Um, and then there's another guy who apparently is playing ja- uh, Javelin flu, uh, Flula Borg is apparently playing Javelin. What are so, these names? <laughs> uh, yeah. See, I don't know any of these characters, so no, um, I don't, I don't know the characters or the actors. I'm like, what are the character names? Or what are the actor names? Yeah. Other I, than Nathan, Nathan Fillion and Pete Davidson. I'm like what? Yeah. I have no idea. Um, but the good news is. This is the way we all felt about Guardians of the Galaxy. So, True. you know, and that turned out great. So we'll see if James Gunn can pull up another thing, you know, another thing off. And what again, else? we ha- we have a huge 
cast ensemble because hopefully it's accurate where most of them die. You know, <laughs> that's how it should be. Whereas how many people died? In, really, the only ones who died in the first Suicide Squad were a uh, Slipknot guy and Fire guy. No, Fire guy, I don't even think died. He did. He he sacrifices himself. Diablo died. Yeah, oh, to okay. kill the the brother. The... He was literally the only character with superpowers too. Uh, yeah, no, and we, but yeah, literally only two members of the Suicide Squad die. Hmm. Yeah, it's a little false advertising there. Yeah. And none of them killed themselves either. No. So I'm just saying. The freaking the army guys do. They like sacrifice themselves, but that's about it. Right, right. They're the real Suicide Squad. I guess. <laughs> anyway, so that came out. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's about it, really. Yeah, I don't really think anything else. I mean, I think there's been some... There's oh, yeah. some crisis stuff. Yeah, you know, Burt Ward. Burt Ward was spotted filming yeah. Crisis, so that that's cool. There's Titan, apparently Titan. Uh, a Michael Keaton Batman came, uh, Easter egg of right. some sort. So that's cool. Um, Titans is going on, which we don't care about, and you know. And uh, the other thing we got to talk about is I watched first episode of Batwoman, just because. Uh. I, I, I watch at least one or two episodes of all the Batman st- or Batman related things that come out. I did that with Gotham and the first episode is yeah, but it didn't it didn't completely disgust me. It was, you know, it was really? kind of okay. No, no, no. The first episode was kind of cuz it focused on Gordon and was kind of like detective based and I was like, "Okay, this might be okay." And then the second episode they introduced um 13-year-old Selena Kyle and I was out. Um Oh, you're talking about Gotham. Yeah, I'm talking about Gotham. The, oh, I this one, no, no, yeah, no, no, no. Like, so I'm, I'm just comparing it with that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I watched first episode of Batwoman. I'm in a really bad mood now, after, <laughs> after watching that. Ian, this is the worst TV episode of anything I've ever seen in my life. Oof. And, and th- this does not include just like that. It's just a stupid adaptation and, and stupid thing to make it, it was it was yeah. horrible like the dialogue is just atrocious the acting is horrible the fight oh, no. scenes are just i mean alias had better fight scenes i mean it's I'm just not saying something i liked i liked the first two seasons of alias I, um i like alias but if you go back and watch it it does not hold up the, the fight the action does not hold up no um well, not, not a whole lot does no yeah, the fights are are just so bad, especially by today's standards. Music yeah. I didn't really notice. Um, oh, I noticed it. Oh man, uh, and even okay. Look, we we we've made this very clear. We do not care whatsoever about the Batwoman character at all. No. It's nobody it's, really does. No, no, they don't. And anyone that says they do is lying. Um, lying. Uh. And I don't. I look. I don't know much about this character of Kate Kane or anything, but I know a little bit. And this character is vastly wrong, even in this yeah, TV even, show. Like, yeah. even for a character I don't care about, it it's still and a character I don't know much about. It's still wrong. Like, it's not even the right. It's not even an accurate portrayal of the, of a character that I barely know. Well, that just shows you that they don't care about actually, like, the character of Batwoman. They just care about having Bat, and then, like, you know, in the name, but right. then making it all female empowerment. So it's like, yeah, it's like, they can't even, like, line to, like, oh, we love Kate, uh, what's her face? For right. her last it's name. Kate Kane. Kate Kane. It's like, yeah, we love Kate Kane, and we just love her story. It's like, no, no, they, no even, they, don't. they don't even care about that. They literally 
just care about, you know, all the stupid one-liners she has about, all oh, the suit will be perfect when it fits a female. Yep. That is it's all... Like, that's all that, that that anyone cares about with this show. Like to me, Batwoman is like the complete opposite of Joker. Joker, even though I didn't like it, you know, we didn't like it. It's at least like being, you know, risky and and trying right. to do something new. Whereas sure. really, Bat Batwoman is literally take the story of Batman, don't do anything differently other than just making it subpar and really and dumb. Just change it to a woman. Yeah, it's like you're not you're not adding anything to the mythos. You're not trying anything new. It's literally just like, you know, take the first season of Green Arrow where he becomes the Green Arrow. Take, the, you know, a very rough draft of Batman Begins or your typical Batman origin and then just <laughs> put it through a very cheap blender and filter and you get the pilot. Oh, it is so it is so horrible. Like the Kate Kane character has nothing to do with Bruce Wayne whatsoever. Oh, and I love how Bruce Wayne is like. They're doing like the Luke Skywalker Last Jedi to yeah. Batman. Yeah. But they, he he just left. Yep. Like he's like, I'm, uh, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, you know, I, I mean, I'm, a, I'm just, to me, that just means he's just the Christian Bale Batman because that Batman will just up and leave for no reason. So, yeah, fair enough. But they do their best to make Batman Bruce Wayne look like the dumbest, like most uncaring, worthless character ever with this show. Yep. Um, there, there's no relation with Kate Kane and Bruce Wayne whatsoever. There's no meeting, like there's nothing. There's no backstory between them. Um, there's not supposed to be. Uh, the relationship with her father is 100% wrong. It's yeah. one of the few characters where the father is 100% loving and supportive in every single way in the comics. Uh, very much of an, an an enabler. He knows that she's Batwoman. He helps her be Batwoman. He's totally. I mean, I mean, he's like nervous about it but he's totally open with her being batwoman and everything even open with her being gay and every like he's a totally supportive character which is very rare in this type of story this one nope thrown out let's just do cheap cw drama and it's like oh my gosh even that was like wrong and it's like i don't even care about this character and they're doing it wrong (laughs) and so like people people point out because like the whole pilot like her whole thing is she talks about how she doesn't play by rules and right. she, she you know, walks the beat of her own drum. But then like But all she does she, is just copy everything. Well yeah, but then she also like joins the military and she gets kicked out of the military because, you know, they find out she's a lesbian. So I guess it's like back in the nineties when Don't Ask Don't Tell <laughs> was in place. But but the other but like it just shows you how terrible a script is because like, okay, you're setting up the character doesn't like to be controlled and told what to do. So naturally, she wouldn't be a good fit for the military, and would just be kicked out because she wouldn't take orders. Right. But no, you gotta you gotta hammer that whole you gotta hammer home the whole oh she's a lesbian and people just are very intimidated by that. It's like oh god, it's so bad. Even and it's all done in such a terrible way. Like it's so unbelievable. Yeah. Every scene with her and whatever the girlfriend, whatever name, it's like it's so bad. Like I'm watching, I'm like I don't I don't believe this at all and i definitely don't believe this kicked anyone like i i don't believe anything that happens in this show no. there's luke fox i'm assuming the son of lucas yeah. fox good yeah. gosh that was horrible um okay. yeah and uh yeah it's it's oh it's so bad I, i'm trying to it's figure like, out like i honestly and not even that this is a it this show is treating its audience like they're the stupidest people in the oh, world yeah. Then oh, yeah. there's constant narration, which is done at Arrow, Exposition. so it's a carbon copy of that, yeah. but it's done horribly. 
Yeah, it's not even like inner monologue. It's like literally exposition. It's like this is what you should think, and this is what is happening for this. It's like I know how to do this because I was bad. She's not trained in anything. We see her escape from ice from a stereotypical like Eskimo character, and that's it. And then all of a sudden, she can swing on grappling hooks immediately and like do everything. And it's like another Mary Sue. Yeah. Oh, it's it was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah. It's like it's really sucks for DC fans. It's like freaking Marvel shows get to go on freaking Netflix where there's actual like production quality well, and like, not anymore. Not anymore, but you know, too soon. But it's like freaking DC, what do we get stuck with? Stupid uh uh CW. It's like literally the only uh, worse option would have been like ABC Family or Freeform whatever. It's like how do we get the CW? It started off so well too. Yeah. The first two seasons of Arrow, some of the best TV ever. And, I mean, even before that, Smallville was CW, and that was a good show. Yeah, Smallville, yeah, fair enough. First season of Flash is incredible, and then anything after... And even Legend of Tomorrow wasn't terrible when it started. I just personally just don't care about the characters, but it's not a bad... It wasn't... I mean, I don't know if it is now, but it wasn't a bad show. I just didn't care. Yeah. But the first two seasons of Arrow and the first season of Flash are outstanding TV, and then pretty much everything after that is just horrible. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so you, I mean, I don't know why you watched it, man. I mean, you, I mean, because we were talking about before the show started, it's like this is another clear case of just a growing divide between audiences and critics where critics I just, are rate. I just don't know who this show was made for. It's like it was no, made. Nobody. I, 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 it's like it was made for just a select group of like SJW characters, like people, and it would like 10 of them who who don't care about anything except just to see this message be preached. Like that, yeah, that I seems mean, like it's the only part because it can't be for someone who's actually a fan of the character because the characters are oh wrong. God. And it again, there aren't that many to begin with. Right. It can't be a, people who are just like comic fans. It's not even a good action show. Like, I don't yeah. know who this is made for. Like it's, it's supposed to be like, really, let's be honest. The CW's main audience are like teenage girls, sure. like super supernatural and all the other, like pretty, uh, gossip girl and all that crap but it's like right. they're really not going to care about this and again they just think that if you put a, a, a girl a, a strong female character that like girls are just going to be drawn to it it's like no yeah again but yeah so it's like who is it meant for no idea again it's meant for the critics to to hail it as you know everything pop culture needs right now but again like they maybe watched the first episode not even and i guarantee they even like listen to the dialogue because if any self-respecting critic listened to this dialogue and watched the director and be like Oh God, no! Like I don't care what message this show has. This is terrible. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that's enough about that. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, needless to say, we won't be watching it. You know, week to week. No, 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 definitely not. Um, maybe if one of us loses a bet for something, but uh, yeah, that's why. I, that's why I'm not a betting man. <laughs> right. That and freaking Atlanta this weekend. Every Georgia team proved that point. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Um, (laughs) So anyway, that was that. Now uh, let's move on to something better. Time for Movie Swamp. Yes. So, all right. So this week for Movie Swamp, I watched The Social Network and Ian watched Goodfellas. Never ride on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. 
As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hey, Mom, what do you think? You look like a gangster. I know I'd By the time I grew up, there was 30 billion a year in cargo moving through Idlewild Airport. And believe me, we tried to steal every bit of it. What do you do? I'm in construction. He's not Jewish. Mazel tov. For most of the guys, killings got to be accepted. Hey, Henry. Here's an arm. Very funny, guys. Here's a leg. Here's a wing. <laughs> what do you like, the leg or the wing? to live any other way was nuts. <laughs> and we were treated like movie stars with muscle. We had it all just for the asking. It's gonna be a good summer. <laughs> it was a glorious time. In a world that's powered by violence, on the streets where the violent have power, a new generation carries on an old tradition. So, uh, Ian, I'm very surprised you hadn't seen Goodfellas yet. So, uh, what, what, what do you think? Well, I mean, it's, it's a tough movie because, like, I gave it three and a half stars on Letterboxd. And, like, I'd imagine, like, people seeing that and be like, what? And freaking out because, I mean, this movie is in I every... I that's like, what I gave it, too. I gave it a three and a half stars also. I mean, yeah, but we're, we're kind of different when it comes to Morgan Scorsese movies and stuff. Not, um, not I mean, really. Movie, I mean... Most people love every Scorsese movie. I mean, oh, oh, you mean like me and you together are different than us? Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're right. Um, yeah, because I mean, like you, Goodfellas is hailed as one of the greatest movies of all time. I mean, yeah, certainly like the greatest mafia movie of all time. No, um, no, Godfather is, but yeah, that that or God, Godfather, of course. Um, but yeah, but so yeah, it's like up there for sure. Yeah, so it's like don't think that like my score has anything to do with like the quality of this movie because like I. Like fault wise, I can't think I can't find anything wrong with this movie. The directing is perfect. The acting is phenomenal. The writing, the dialogue is incredible. Is yeah. so. I mean, granted, I, I didn't grow up in you know Brooklyn or with the the mob <laughs> or anything, but I from everything I've heard, that's why people love it is because it, it sounds so authentic and stuff. So like my my score is in no way indicative of the quality of this movie. It's sure. simply my enjoyment and and how much I liked it. Right. Um, no, I, I really liked parts of it. Like I love the beginning where he, he talks about his his history and how he got into the mob and you see him kind of rise in the ranks and stuff. Like I, I loved learning about the kind of the echelon of the mob and stuff like that and you know the the connection all the guys have with each other and yeah and stuff. Like really the parts I really don't like is like all the stuff with with his wife Karen. Um that's like the Scorsese trope I hate is like the the New Jersey white trash couple who were like abusing each other and just screaming <laughs> at each other. And like the baby's crying and the wife is crying. Like, I don't know why that, that stuff gets me because my parents weren't like abusive at all. It's, it's right. not like a, a traumatic childhood memory, <laughs> but I, I just hate seeing like some poor wife just get like beat up and crying. And the, the husband just yelling at her and where's all, you know, knocking stuff over. It's like, right. to me, that's like, like Oscar Beatty almost. Um, I, I so, like, agree. I, I hated all that stuff, and I mean Ray Liotta is great, but kind of like Joker, like all the characters in this movie, other than maybe like Karen, are pretty irredeem- irredeemable. Yeah, they are. Uh, I know it's based on a true story, and kudos for them, you know, not sugarcoating it and making them all, you know, glamorous and stuff because these people definitely aren't glamorous. But 
yeah, it's like just me personally, it's, it's hard to enjoy a movie where you really kind of despise everybody. Like Joe Pesci is great, but good God, is he just the worst in this movie? But he's also the best. I know. I mean, he steals <laughs> every scene he's in, but he's like just the most like awful human being ever. Like yeah, just shooting is. people for like no reason. Uh, like can't take a joke. Thinks of himself so highly. Um, but I mean, again, Joe Pesci is freaking great, and I mean, everybody's great. Robert De Niro, like seeing him actually give a crap is is always a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. But, but um, I'm but no, pretty I much mean, in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I, I'm glad I watched it because it really is like I see why everyone loves it. Um, and I don't, I don't argue with its rankings at all. You know, in in terms of how you know how great it is. Um, sure. I, I, I love Dances with Wolves. I know people, everyone thinks that you know Goodfellas should have won over it. I'm one of the few people who's fine with Dances with Wolves. I just refused. I refuse to watch it because I hate Kevin Costner. I, I know. Yeah, you hate Kevin Costner, which we're gonna get to later. In movie swap, but don't worry. Oh, um, great. <laughs> but um, but no, it's like I. Uh, I you it's, you it's you a, try and do that. I'm gonna make you watch Gone with the Wind. Oh, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't, I don't despise <laughs> that movie, but that's a long one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Um, You're gonna need a weekend. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's. I mean, I can. Definitively, you say it's a great movie. I just don't know how many times I'll probably rewatch it, if ever. Yeah. yeah, no, I think that's pretty accurate. I think I've seen it maybe twice. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've probably seen it twice. Some something like that. Yeah, it's just one of those movies. It's also really long, and so it's one of those movies where it it's is. like, you know, if I sit down and think about it, it's like, oh, you know what? I, I kind of should watch Goodfellas, but then it's like. I don't really want to sit through almost three hours, like two and a half hours of watching this movie. I just yeah, don't I mean, care it, it moved much. fast. It didn't feel like forever, but there's so many other movies you would rather watch again. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. It, ex- exactly. So, yeah, yeah I, I would agree with with mo- with most of that, and I think we're on the same page as far as Goodfellas go. Great movie, but yeah. just not necessarily one we enjoy watching all that much. Which is the same way I feel about a lot of Martin Scorsese movies. Same, Same exact thing with Raging Bull. It's yeah. like, look, I get it. I the acting's great, the camera work's amazing, all this stuff's great. I hate every character in this movie, and <laughs> I feel like I'm wasting my time watching nothing really happen. It's literally just watching how one person can be a horrible person their entire life and die with nothing. And it's like, yeah. you know, okay, that's good, but I don't doesn't make me want to watch it again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. All right. So now your turn. Yeah. So I watched the Social Network. I need to do something substantial in order to get the attention of the clubs. Why? Because they're exclusive and fun, and they lead to a better life. People want to go on the internet and check out their friends, so why not build a website that offers that friends, pictures, profiles? I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. The site got 2,200 hits within two hours. Thousand. 22,000. This idea is potentially worth millions of dollars. Millions? You stole our website. They're saying we stole the Facebook. I know what it says. So did we. A million dollars isn't cool. You know what's cool? A billion dollars. You're going to get left behind. It's moving faster than any of us ever imagined it would behind. Let's sue him in federal court. I can't wait to stand over your shoulder and what you write as a check. If you guys were the inventors of Facebook, that to Facebook. Is there anything that you need to tell me? Your actions could have permanently destroyed everything I've been working on. We have been working on. Did you like being a joke? Do you want to go back to that? Mark! This is 
time. You're being accused of intentionally breaching security, violating copyrights, violating individual privacy. Your best friend is suing you for $600 million. As for the charges, I believe I deserve some recognition from this board. Uh, I'm sorry? Yes. I don't understand. Which part? This, this is an interesting thing, because this is a movie I did not care about at all when it came out. It didn't appeal to me whatsoever. Um, and so I just never saw it. And uh, didn't really even hear much about it at the time, other than it was like up for Oscars and Jesse Eisenberg won the Oscar and stuff. Um, but then did he win? I don't think he won. Oh no 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 he was he was not. Uh, yeah yeah. No, did he win? No, Colin Firth won. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah yeah, yeah for King's Speech. Um, yeah. And uh, but recently in the past maybe a couple of years, I've heard just a lot more people talk talk about it and talk about you know how good it is and stuff like that so i've been meaning to watch it and so then finally got to watch it with this and uh i enjoyed this movie quite a bit um oh, yeah it's you know obviously i'm not i'm not the biggest david fincher fan um yeah i, I, I love seven that's yeah. that's to me peak david fincher still oh i got something to show you then i i enjoy i i enjoyed zodiac some I thought yeah, it was parts. way too long. Oh God, yeah. And and again, it's it, since it's based off the true story that nothing it doesn't end like there's nothing resolved yeah. really. So you're kind of like, wow, I just spent three hours and yeah, Zodiac nothing kind of happens. So, um, I'm trying to think what what else have I seen from Venture? Can uh, I haven't, Panic I, Room, the yeah, game. Yeah, see, I haven't seen like I haven't seen much David Fincher stuff. Oh, but, we'll, we'll rectify that. No, yay. Um, <laughs> but I do enjoy, I do love Aaron Sorkin and yeah. his writing, and that's that's the best part of this movie. I'm For sorry, sure. forget David Fincher. The best part of this is the script and Aaron oh, yeah. Sorkin by far. It's outstanding. I mean, as yeah. as with all of his scripts, I still think his best script is Few Good Men. Um, sure. But I mean, this is just right from the opening scene. This is just one of those oh, movies God. where. You, you sit there, watch the opening scene. It's two people sitting and talking for like seven minutes about nothing, really. Yeah. And and you end with it, and I'm just like, all right, I'm hooked. Right oh, off yeah. the bat. I'm like, first scene with Mark Zuckerberg and what's her name? And, uh, Rooney uh, Mara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rooney Mara sitting there. I was immediately hooked because it was just yeah. awesome. And you, you, you know, it sets the tone so well especially for the Mark Zuckerberg character like yeah. man that that's one of, that's one of the best just random dialogue scenes i've ever seen yeah so st starting it off with that was just perfect just fantastic and uh and yeah th this is one of those things where it's like this what Jesse Eisenberg was born to play this role cuz he can't oh, yeah. play any other role not really. He can only play variations of this role. Yeah. Um, but man, is he perfect in this movie? But he's not the best part. The best part of this movie, to me, is a combination of Andrew Garfield and mm -hmm. Army Hammer. I agree. Andrew Garfield, and this is like 
first Andrew breakout. Garfield. Yeah, like he was an unknown basically when this movie yeah, came yeah. out. And man, does he steal mo- the scenes that he's in. Dude, the, the part at the end where he gets screwed out of the contract yes. and he just and he you know breaks Mark's laptop and, and that yes. whole little monologue is so good. Oh my gosh, that that's to me the best part of the whole movie. You better that, lawyer up, asshole. <laughs> that that was the best part of the movie, and the way the movie is constantly intercut with the yeah with the, the disposition like trials. Yeah, well, it's the disposi- it's the yeah, disposition yeah. hearing, that, and no. and with it intercutting with that throughout the whole thing. Yeah, that's so well done. So that's so well done because you have like kind of this ending, so you kind of know you're like, all right how in the world do we get to this? And yeah. then it just constantly shows you. And that one scene mixed with the editing is so good. Cause you see him get screwed out of everything. Yeah. Finally snap on Zuckerberg. And then it's cutting back to the disposition with him, just explaining exactly how he got screwed. Yeah. And like the, the part where like the, the one lawyer is asking him yep. like, you know what the shares and he's just going yep. on. And then he finally gets to his, and it's like, point zero three percent it's like that is the best acting of the entire movie is andrew garfield delivering that line of dialogue is the best part of the whole movie because and with with the score which is outstanding throughout the whole movie in the background yeah yeah. mixed with that moment just the little piano notes like it is just per and it just it hits like a million pounds like yeah. Oh, it's so so good, and uh, and then Army Hammer is just awesome. Playing twins is just yeah. so impressive. I feel really bad. I forgot the guy's name who actually uh, played Josh the other Pence. one. I feel bad yeah. for him because he got yeah he got kind of screwed out of the movie. But yeah, I mean, he's actually cool about it if you actually listen to him. But the crazy part is, is that people point out this movie has more special effects yep. than the 2014 Godzilla. Yeah, that's the part. That's the weird and part I just don't understand with David Fincher. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. He's like the epitome of overdoing CGI, but yet he's just such a good filmmaker that you well, don't... He overdoes it, but you never know. So right, that's right. The that's cool the impressive... Yeah, it's a, it's super impressive. Yeah. Um, But it just seems ridiculous at the same time. I mean, well, um, he like he's known for like, he'll shoot like 40 takes. Like yeah. he is that meticulous where like even actors are like, Oh boy, this is this is a bit much for me. So he yeah. Yeah, he's not known for he's one of those directors who can like the studios can't boss him around. It's like no, if I'm doing this movie, I'm doing it on my time. Yeah, his whole thing is he's trying to break the actors totally down to where they're not acting because yeah. they just do it so many times, which I think is a horrible way to direct. But yeah, I mean, it's it, hard. It works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue with with the quality no, of performances that he gets. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was great. Um, just the stories again. This is another thing where it's like it. Th- this is where Aaron Sorkin is so good. He takes these things that are yeah. really, really uninteresting and really pretty mundane and boring subjects, and somehow is able to create this incredible movie narrative that flows perfectly and yeah. doesn't bore you. I mean, I don't know how he does it, but somehow he's able to do it. Few Good Men, Moneyball, Social Network. He's just able to do this in such a great way. That's another thing with this. Um, Now, this movie is completely inaccurate from the actual story, like almost totally, which was kind of interesting to me. 
but it doesn't really matter because again it's it's a movie and this is why things are based on true stories and not just beat for beat true stories because yeah, yeah, it yeah, makes kind, a better narrative kind of like a Kind of like a few good minutes. It kind of feels like a playwright of the actual story, like with a lot of liberties, but right, right, more, right. Like, you know, yeah, to, as like a play almost the way it, it plays out. And it's and this is another movie. It's so weird that this movie came out in 2010. Yeah. And how vastly different we look at everything like this now because of what yeah. Facebook actually is now, even from what it was at the time. Oh, yeah. Like it's so vastly different now, and you look at this movie, and, you're, and it just paints everything in a totally different picture. Yeah, which I thought was kind of amusing at the same time. Oh um, yeah. So that was, it's just so trite. It's like, oh, Facebook now is up to five hundred million users and all this stuff, and you're just like, wow, that that was that's good. <laughs> you know, you got like. Justin Timberlake, like, you know, this could be worth a billion dollars. And you're like, wow, it seems a little low. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, back back then, yeah, it was it was such a new, just yeah. unheard of concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's another thing I want to talk about. Justin Timberlake. Actually good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's great in the movie. But is there, you talked about Goodfellas. Is there a more hateable character than Justin Timberlake's, uh, what what's oh, his name? Sean Parker. Yeah, in this movie, I don't know if I've oh, ever hated he... a character that hasn't killed someone more than him. See, like I actually have this character as like one of the greatest villains because that's exactly what he is. He's a villain in the movie. He's the worst person in the world. He's just corrupting uh Mark, and then just you know he hates Eduardo, and oh, he's just so yeah, he's. He's despicable, but oh, I mean, like, so this is the only time I've ever liked Justin Timber, like, in a movie. I'm like, he's actually good in this movie, because yeah, I hate yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he is. No, he he's really good in this movie. He plays that character really, really well. Um, yeah. Uh, what were some other things I want to talk about? Um, it, it's funny seeing how so many, like, 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 so many younger actors or whatever, like how it's, you know, like we talked about Andrew Garfield, this was Army Hammer's first big role. Dakota um, Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That threw me off. I was like, oh, she's yeah, in yeah. this movie because I just yeah. saw her in Peanut Butter Falcon. So that was Yeah, another person it. who's famous because her parent was an actor. Which, yeah, that, that's, that is very true. Um, <laughs> but she was great in this movie, just in that one sure. scene that she's in. She's incredibly attractive, so that helps. Um, she is, yeah. Uh, and then uh, just Rooney Mara, that yeah. was one of her first really you oh, know yeah. really big roles too, and she's in like three scenes and is like outstanding in all of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for you to watch Girl with a Dragon Tattoo now because that to me is like prime David Fincher, and then yeah. Rooney Mara just is even more explosive. Like it's a whole movie with her. It's like oh yeah, I know you like that movie a lot. I love so. that movie. Um, so yeah, th- this is. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, one one kind of cool thing is when uh, okay, what I'm I'm not quite sure what my favorite line of this movie is. It probably is just that Andrew Garfield thing with him saying the percent. But the other my other favorite line is Army Hammer when they first <laughs> see like that he's not doing the work that they wanted him to do, and they're they're exactly freaking out about. about it, and he's just like, let's just go over and beat the crap out of him. And then he's just like, he, you know, he should be scared. I forgot exactly how he words it, but he's like, you know, we could easily just 
It's like I don't have to worry about. We don't have to send someone else to to beat it. You know, to to beat him up or something. He's like, I'm six foot four, weigh two hundred and twenty pounds, and there's two there's of two me. of me. Oh, that was a great line. <laughs> oh, that was that was oh, that was such a good line. Yeah. Everything no. with the, with the brothers is just oh, it's so they're they're so good and it's so well yeah, played. With, with, when they go and meet like the dean yes. or whatever, he's just like, that dick. He's the worst. No, so but, he's but no, but he's right. right. But he's yeah. totally right with everything. Yeah, with I mean, he, he's a total, you know, he thinks he's, you know, this hot piece of crap or whatever, but he's actually right because they are being kind of like, like, you know, entitled. Right. Uh, so but, that was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, another, another interesting thing is, you know, when they're, uh, they're talking about, I don't remember which part it was. They're in the despos- like the disposition hearing and they're talking or deposition hearing and they're talking about like the different things to come out of Harvard. Yeah. I don't remember what in what context they were talking about that though. But they oh, were men- um yeah, they like they're talking about like no, they're talking about like who has already signed up on Facebook, right? Right. And they mentioned like an actress. Yeah, but they're mentioning a bunch of different things like, yeah, like uh, athletes, uh, all from Harvard, like this, the, yeah. like the Olympic athletes, which are the two brothers, and yep, yep. I forgot what the other thing. But anyway, but they mentioned actress, and then the guy is just like, well, "Who's the actress?" And he's like, "Doesn't matter." Doesn't matter. Yep. You know who the actress is, right? Oh, I know. Yes, and I know too. It's your girl. <laughs> yes, it is, and that's the best part of the movie because Natalie Portman is in this movie yeah. without even being in it or being referenced. Yeah, and I remember that was one of the big things because I remember when Facebook first started, and that was one of the big things. It was like, oh my god, Natalie Portman has Facebook. Yeah, I don't remember that at all because I was like nine or something. But yeah. uh, yeah, so that, I thought that was funny. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie. It like as I've said before, I, I would have liked Inception to have won Best Picture. Uh, me, although I love this movie. It should not have one best score over Inception. This this movie has a great score, but it's I don't not know. I, well, yeah, I mean Inception's off, but this score was so good and it was oh, so it was. integral to any the other actual year, yeah. movie. For sure. But like, yeah, I noticed, year, I noticed the score more in this than I did in Inception. Oh, you're crazy. <laughs> no, no, no. And Inception's is great, but it's. I mean, Hans Zimmer's scores are so good, but they they do. It's wrong. I, I don't want to say like they they sound similar, but they do. It's very string heavy, very big, I know what you mean. and 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 it's great. But it this feel one like movie is scores. this one's so subtle, yeah, yeah, and is placed so perfectly throughout the movie to emphas- like to bring the perfect amount of emphasis to each scene. That I think this one's more impressive. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, because if you watch Mindhunter, literally Mindhunter is like, it's David Fincher, and then it's like this type of score where it just sets every scene. And I know what you mean, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, but in terms of Best Picture, to me, I'm like, this should have won. Again, I would have liked Reception to have win, but I'm like, oh no, Social Network should definitely win, and then freaking Keen's Speech wins. Okay, like, what? now, this is one thing. The Keen's Speech is fantastic. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Yeah, and it's on the list that I'm gonna make you watch eventually. But uh, does it, but does anybody remember it though? I do. You do, but I mean, come yes, on. Yes, people do of... remember that movie. That movie was great. Not more though. Not more so than this. Mm, no, yeah, I don't need to watch it again. But <laughs> it's yeah, maybe not as like culturally relevant or yeah. as or appealing to as like a big 
section well, of people. It's like a story of the generation. Sure. No, no, I get it. Uh, I, I yeah. mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily arguing it. I'm just talking about how King's Speech is a really good movie. But uh, sure. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. No, I mean, I, I, I can't wait because I've, I've got multiple more Aaron Sorkin films that you haven't seen yet. They're really good. I've got more David Fincher. I mean, it's like to me, it's like an ultimate combination of the two of them together. Yeah, well, that's fine with me. So, yeah. Uh, yes. All right. So now it's time to move on. Now, Ian, I don't know if you remember, but yes, I do. The last time, last episode, talking about what we're going to do for the next few weeks, because we are now in the month of October and more than halfway through now. So now <laughs> we're a little late with things. So we only have three more, three weeks instead of four weeks. That's fine. So what what do we have to do in the month of October, Ian? Well, now they got to be spooky movies, right? Yes, they gotta be, yes. they got to be somewhat horror-themed. Yeah, they got to be horror movies because it's October, it's and it's the only time anyone cares about horror movies, really. But, yeah. but, and again, neither of us are big horror movie fans. I know I'm not a big... I, actually, uh, are you a big horror movie fan? I actually no. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think so. And I'm not either. But there are a handful of horror movies that I absolutely love. Obviously, more than anything else, is Nightmare on Elm Street, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Sure. Um, I think that is the best idea for a scary film ever. Sure. Um, scariest idea for a villain. Anyway, but there there are definitely some others that are very good, and there's a few that I definitely think you need to watch. And we're going to okay. start things off with you watching my second favorite favorite horror movie of all time, Poltergeist. Oh, okay. I mean, wow, I didn't know it was his second favorite. Favorite is Number on Elm Street. Second is Poltergeist. Third is Halloween. But Poltergeist, to me, is one of the scariest movies that I've seen. And it's rated PG. There's no gore, like, whatsoever. And it, like, if you think about it, it's incredibly toned down. At least sure. from what you think of when you think of horror movies. Again, PG. Yeah, compared to nowadays. But it is terrifying, and I think it is done so well. It's almost like, like I think I love the Twilight Zone. I'm right. a huge fan of the TV show, and I think half of those episodes are way scarier than most horror movies. And they're made in the 50s, you know, with TV was super tame and all this stuff. But I think they're even more terrifying just because of the psychology of it and, and, and that type of stuff. And that that's kind of how I feel about this movie. It's just done. It does such a good job of building suspense. And again, the other reason to me, the scariest things you can do in movies, one, make something in, in your dreams where you literally can't get out of. And it's the most perfect, scary thing ever. Nightmare on Elm Street. This to me is a close second because everything takes place in the home. And what's like the one place you feel the safest? It's sure. in your own home. And this entire movie takes place in that. And so that's that's done really really well and i absolutely love this movie so all right poltergeist. Well, I, I look forward to seeing the that. original yeah, poltergeist I, of course i mean not the garbage we're not even gonna, we're not even, yeah we're not going to talk about that <laughs> all right well this is a little bit harder for me because i don't have really many straightforward horror movies i have i have a lot with like horror kind of there's that there's usually like a blend is like horror action or horror you know, mixed with something else. Like I, I really sure. don't have any like slasher straight horror movies, but you know, bear with me. So sure, this, sure. Was, this was kind of a stretch for me, but I'm torn between a couple that I could do. Uh, but I think I'm going to go one 
which is, I mean, barely horror movie, just in the in the faintest margin. But hopefully, <laughs> I can get away with it. Uh, this is a more recent movie, but I'm gonna okay. have you watch Upgrade. Okay. So I have, Upgrade. I have is no a, idea what this movie is. Really, you haven't heard about it? No. Oh, even better. So basically, the best way to describe Upgrade is this come is, out in this did this come out last year? Okay. Yeah. Uh, the okay. best way to describe Upgrade is that it is literally everything that Venom should have been. Oh, um, interesting. So it's, it's about this guy who gets like paralyzed, and uh, in order to help him like restore his mobility in life, this like billionaire has like this new prototype of something that you put like a computer chip that you put like on your spine, and it's like a it's like an AI like operating system for your mind, mm-hmm. and so he literally has it put in his body where you're like. He can all of a sudden walk, and he has like this AI voice in his head, and so he tries to like find out who uh, killed his girlfriend and paralyzed him or whatever. And um, you'll see as the movie goes along why I could why you could classify it as a horror movie because it's directed by like the guy who helps out with like James Wong with all the Conjuring films. He was like the other guy in Saw who who um, you'd recognize him if you saw him, but he's a big horror guy. So it's it's definitely like a, a it's more science fiction, but it's like dark dark science fiction. Okay. Um, but it's a really cool movie. Like the the action is amazing, um, but it's it's definitely got some darker kind of cynical, you know, scarier type of science fiction stuff. But yeah, not not much of a horror movie, but still, you know, I will make it work. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. All right, so that's what we're gonna do. I'll watch Upgrade, and Ian's gonna watch Poltergeist. Very cool. All right, now moving on to the action actual movie. show. Yeah, 40 minutes in. Um, 45 <laughs> minutes in. We watched Justice League Doom. You each have a personal vendetta against the Justice League. Their deaths would serve my goals. You've all tried and failed to kill members of the League on multiple occasions. Everybody take what you can and get out. It's the Justice League. Say goodnight, Ace. Savage has foolproof plans for how we can destroy them. Kryptonite bullet. I will pay you $100 million after you destroy the Justice League. Take them down. Pick a card. Any card. Before, I broke the bat. Today, I break the man. Welcome to the Legion of Doom. <laughs> Another fantastic DC animated movie. Um, loosely... Same director. Yep, yep. Uh, Laura Montgomery, who's... Just great. Man, yeah, she's fantastic. She's done a bunch of stuff, which we've talked about before. She did Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, uh, which we covered uh, before we did Joker. Right. She did, um, let's see, what else did she do? She, she's been a part of a lot of different things. Art department, a lot producer. Of good ones, yeah. um, she did an episode of Young Justice. She did Batman Year One. She did an episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold. Um, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, Justice League, Crisis on Two Earths, uh, 
Green Lantern First Flight, Superman Doomsday, several good, solid uh, DC animated films, and this is another one. Now, yep. Doom, loosely based on JLA Tower of Babel, Mark Wade storyline from 2000, um, which basically just follows uh, Batman having a contingency plan stolen to neutralize all the members of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference is Rachel Ghoul is the mastermind in the book, and in the movie, Rachel Ghoul does not appear. It is Mandel uh, Savage. Mandel Savage, yeah. Who's the mastermind behind everything? So a little bit different. Also, a lot of the the members are different uh, in the uh, movie compared to the uh, the book. Uh, Cyborg's not in the comic. He's in the movie. Uh, Plastic Man, Aquaman are in the, the book, not in the movie. Barry Allen is in the movie version, but it's Wally West in the comic as Flash, sure. and Hal Jordan as Green Lantern when Kyle Rayner is the Green Lantern in uh, the comics. So a l- little bit different. There's also a lot of different just variations in the uh, the actual plans. They're very different in the movie than they are in the book. So this is one of those things where it's weird, and I don't know how to explain a lot of things with me liking and not liking stuff based mm-hmm. on the accuracy of it because none of that really bothers me with this movie for some reason yeah from what i can remember like i, I even when like the first time i saw this like fresh off of reading tower of babel i wasn't i was i wasn't like i was with like a hush you know where i was right. like oh why'd they change that yeah it's like everything they changed like it, it worked i mean like I don't know why they made some of the changes they did, like character-wise and stuff. But, but for whatever you know, what changes they did, you know, obviously helped this story. So you can't really fault them. Yeah, they bring in the Legion of Doom, which is never a thing in Tower of Babel. Oh, yeah, um, it's it works. The, it's, there's only the only character actually from Legion of Doom in the Super Friends show is Cheetah. Yeah. Out of all the characters, which is kind of weird. Um, the other ones yeah. are Star Sapphire, Metallo, Bane. Um, uh, uh, Mirror Master. Uh, Mirror Master, yeah. And uh, the one I can never say his name. Oh yeah, uh, Mal- Malatha Ock. So, sure. uh, which is kind of weird. Though yeah. that, but it you know it's all specifically designed to be a foil for each of the Justice League, and it works yeah, fine. Um, yeah, I like it. Yeah. But this movie's great. I mean, it is so yeah. much fun. Like, I think it is so much fun. I think the plot. Is a little ridiculous sometimes, but ultimately sure. kind of makes sense. It flows really well. The movie moves so fast. It's only it like, it's a little over an hour. And it, I mean, they cram a bunch of stuff into here. And it doesn't really feel like it's rushing, though. No. Well, I mean, it's just going from like each, you know, member of the Justice League, you know, basically getting, I don't know, neutralized, you know. And then yeah. like either Cyborg or Batman coming in to help them. And eventually they all kind of find out, you know, Batman confesses or whatever. Um, and then they go and fight the Legion of Doom. So it's like you don't have any filler stuff. You don't have yeah. any dumb scenes of like love interests or like, you know, a, a character, I don't know, dealing with something. It's literally like, okay, so Wonder Woman has been compromised. Now we're off to uh, Martian Manhunter. Like it, it moves great. Yeah. And th- this could be, it could have gone really poorly. With sure. the amount of cutting and the amount of stuff happening simultaneously, but the editing is done really well to where it never feels too rushed or cluttered or confusing. Like you follow everything pretty clearly. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see like 
if they were to ever to try and adapt this sort of a live action movie, like if the editing would ha- like how much, like how much it would work, you know, like I feel like with a live action movie, you would have to add yeah. some of that filler stuff. Whereas like this movie, yeah, it can get away with, yeah, just like next scene, next scene, next scene. And yeah, it doesn't feel rushed. So yeah. Um, also fantastic voice work by everyone involved. I mean, obviously you got Kevin Conroy back as Batman, which is always a plus, you got Tim Daly story. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, Tim Daly is Superman, which is always great. And Susan Eisenberg Susan. of Wonder Woman. Yeah. So all the original Batman, Superman and Wonder Woman voices. Um, yeah, from, Michael from the Rosenbaum. Justice League show. Yep. Michael Rosenbaum is back as the Flash, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, Nathan Carl Lumbe- Lumbly. Was he the one? Is he the original yeah. Martian Manhunter, too, from the show? I think so. Yeah. From what I remember. Yeah. And he's yeah, I mean, he's great. Bumper great Robinson person. does a great job as Cyborg. That, yeah. That's character that was just kind of shoehorned into this movie, but I think it does. It works. A good, yeah, it does work. It, it, it's a good way because Cyborg's usually kind of like the odd man out, where it's like well, there's not a whole lot he can do, and and this is actually a story I think where like changing some of the characters, like maybe taking out Aquaman, and actually having Cyborg be a little bit more integral actually worked. Yeah, and it also makes sense because the whole point is he there's not a contingency plan with cyborg because he's not an official member of the justice league which makes a lot of sense yeah. having that character yeah, especially there. yeah yeah especially with like batman like basically the plans being stolen because batman got hacked it's like he can you know kind of like help out with that and be like an expert on that so yeah it's, it's actually really well done yeah now uh some things that don't make any sense in this movie um batman getting hacked just doesn't make sense to me just yeah, at all. even when they try to explain it to yeah, and they explain oh he's in mirror form so it doesn't set off the sensor. It's like yeah, like the computer wouldn't know something is going on. Well, then well then Batman's like well uh, you know I, I activated like a system where as soon as the files are in, are unencrypted, it will you know it will tell me their location, which is how they find a Legion of Doom. Right. It's like well why doesn't it tell him like immediately like uh, <laughs> yeah, your like, files just were just downloaded down. one second ago? Yeah, go, go like, check this out. Or have like, or have like a dummy file where like they think it's a contingency plan. Is like, oh, Martian Manhunter is afraid of seltzer water. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like, why would Batman just like let it happen? It's like that was my plan all along. It's like, no, just make it so there isn't like a need to, you know, track down the conting- contingency plan. That was yes, yeah, so that was kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Also, some of the plans didn't make any sense. Um, yeah. What What is the point of anything with the green lantern thing that just seems like the dumbest thing ever yeah that, it makes that was like, no sense that was kind of out of nowhere like i was like i don't know like not even from this movie it's like they're bringing some other stuff i'm like oh okay because the whole point just... is to discourage him enough and to make him afraid enough to where he doesn't have the willpower to be green lantern okay well, the way they do it is they set this elaborate animatronic situation where it blows up and then a, one person is killed and there a couple people are killed, but he only cares about the one girl and then he acts like it's all his fault, even though the guy was just like, boom, and exploded it. And he's like, why did I stop? It's like, well, because you didn't know. And he <laughs> like, I don't it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I don't get it. And I get, and they say, "Oh, you were doused by dosed by the fear toxin by Scarecrow." That just seems forced. Yeah, yeah. Like, thrown in there at the last second. It's like they realized this made no sense, so they needed to throw something else in there. 
Exactly, and it's like, yeah. why couldn't you just throw the fear toxin at him and that alone would make him afraid and not, it's like, it just doesn't make any sense. And then you have yeah, Sarah Sapphire like sitting over him like, you did this to her. It's like, what, what is going on? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sense. Yeah, you could just have the fear toxin and then him freaking out and yeah, like giving up the ring or whatever. It's like, I don't know why we had to go through his whole contrived like plot. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Uh, the Flash thing doesn't make any sense. I mean, it makes the plan makes sense. He, they, you know, he bolts a wrist uh, bomb to his wrist, and it'll explode. It's basically uh, speed. speed yeah. Where if he stops, it'll blow up. Which is all that makes that's cool. That makes a lot sure. of sense. But then, how does he get it off? He runs through an iceberg, and it rips out of his hand, his arm, or something like. Yeah. And then his arm's just fine. Like that would rip your like. It's bolted into his wrist. That wouldn't just like come off. Like that would take your whole hand off. Yeah, I, I still don't get that. I'm like he drive runs through an iceberg and sticks his arm out and it just latches yeah, out. Like, of it. it doesn't make any sense. No. Um. Then I think those are the only things that really didn't make any sense. Um. I don't know why the plan is to bury Bruce Wayne alive. That seemed really dumb. He even calls Bane out on that later. He's like, Yeah, that was I mean, your mistake. Like, well, he's like, I'm going to, you know, first I broke the bat. Now I'm going to break the man. It's like, oh, oh, crap. He's going to break his back again. It's like, right. No, I'm going to. He goes like full Dr. Evil. I'm going to leave you in this very easily escapable <laughs> <laughs> trap. And then uh, and then sure enough, uh, Bruce goes full Kill Bill Volume 2 and punches his way out of it. Yeah, which is awesome, though. Which is, I mean, it is a great scene. Yeah, It is an awesome scene. He looks over and sees the skeleton of his dead oh, father and then keeps breaking. Oh, that's awesome. That was so cool. It comes cool. out, yeah. That was hey, cool. I don't care. I'm a sucker for any scene of a guy digging himself out of a grave is always oh, yeah. just awesome to look at. So Especially Batman. Yeah, like the metaphor. Like, come on. Yeah, so I, I don't, even though it's dumb, I don't care. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, Seeing just the holiday doom and everything is kind of cool it's kind of oh, weird I, I that, they, that, yeah. that they put that in here at all but it's cool it works. i'm fine with that yeah it works i i really like bane in this movie i think yeah. this is probably the best bane we've gotten um but you like it you like it even though it does the whole like when he doesn't have the venom he's a normal guy well no but it doesn't though not not exactly like he's still formidable without the venom like yeah i guess he's just not like a shrimp and like right yeah i mean he's still like beating batman up before like at the gravesite before he then goes full venom so well, no like um no like i mean like how is it because he first like disguises himself as like the grave digger right and then like he turns on something like i assumed that was him turning on the venom and that's oh, how he right. changes into bane i mean maybe maybe he does but i thought he started beating him up and then did the venom but maybe not um yeah no. i don't know i i thought i thought there were other moments yeah, where he, he doesn't have the venom and it still seems fairly formidable so that i don't know i i like I liked Bane in this movie. Um, yeah, even though it's a weird the choice. Yeah, yeah, they did yeah. the accent and everything. Um, uh, we got to talk about the, the plan of Vandal Savage. The whole point yeah. is Vandal Savage is going to wipe out half the Earth and then take over the rest of it. We've never heard this plan before. Um, <laughs> uh, the, a little interesting a way, he's going to make a solar flare hit the planet. So that's kind of good. And he succeeds in shooting that off. And then they got to stop it. And the way they stop it is, let's just make the whole planet, uh, what do they say, phase. intangible or whatever. Yeah, just yeah. phased. That is just one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And dumbest ideas. But, I mean, it works, so... 
I, I guess they were just. I guess they were like, well, if we just have like Superman or somebody stop stop the missile or whatever, that'd be anticlimactic. So instead, right. they they go with like the original Superman. He flies backwards to spin the Earth around, like type of kind like, of. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a level of that where it's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> but they also kind of make fun of that because at one point Superman's yeah. like, I can move the Earth out of the way, and Batman's just like. I could give you a whole list of reasons why that is wrong. <laughs> I mean, that's true. I mean, that like, yeah, it's like that would, <laughs> God knows, like what catastrophic, you know, anomaly would come from that. But right, so that yeah, was kind of funny. Yeah, I, I would. I in this case, I would have been fine with just Superman flying up to it and destroying it before it gets to the sun or whatever. Like, yeah, let's let's not go too out there. Um, but the best part of this movie, I mean, this whole movie is about Batman. It's great. And that that's one of the reasons why we're talking about it. I mean, the movie is about Batman and it's about his basically not fitting in with the Justice League. That's yeah, ultimately what be. this movie is about. Yeah. And so he's got contingency contingency plans just in case anyone on the Justice League goes rogue. And they all take offense to that, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you can understand them. Right. But he's he in just typical Batman fashion, like I don't, Doesn't I don't care. care. He's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care if you don't think that this is a good idea, then you're all idiots. I mean, yeah, the the two scenes, like the first scene where you know they they all kind of recoup after being attacked, and you know they're all like, you know, Batman's like, yeah, they they all learn a contingency plan of how to incapacitate all of you. Like, oh god, he's like, well, who whose plan was it? And like, I love how he doesn't even try to hide it or even think about like, oh, I need to, you know make myself look good here. He just immediately goes, it was mine. Right. Like, it's so badass. And then later with Green Lantern, he's like, I did this to you. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he's totally unapologetic about everything, which is the exact way Batman is supposed to be. It's just completely rational. Like, no emotional, like, no, you know, really, like, there's loyalty, but it's not like his relationship with these people, the members, is going to overrule, like, his rational, you know, planning mind. Right. And uh, it's just so great at the end when they're all meeting and they're like, you know, we, we need to figure out, you know, what to do about this and whether yeah. Batman should still be in the league. And, and then he's just like, you know what, if you guys don't understand this, then I, I'm not even going to be here. He's like, there's no point in me being here. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a whole YouTube video I remember like watching all the time. And it was like Batman leaves the Justice League like a boss. And yeah, because like, they're going to put it to a vote. And he's like. If you guys really need to vote on, like, I forget what he says. It's like, if you need to actually take a vote on whether or not this was necessary, he's like, then I don't need to be in this group. And he just leaves. Yeah. It's great. And it, but then you actually have that really good moment with him and Superman later on. Mm-hmm. And I like it because it, it, even though this movie is obviously like pro Batman and shows how great Batman is, it, it does a good job of also kind of giving Superman some depth and like just not making him like an idiot Boy Scout. Like, right. Because at the end, you know, he gives him the silver, oh, not the silver, the kryptonite bullet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he's like, you're right. There, you know, there does need to be someone, you know, who is there to make sure that Justice League is in check if something should ever happen. He's like, and that should be you. And then there's also a great, before, right before that, he's like, so you made contingency plans for all of us, but not for yeah. yourself. He's like, you know, how arrogant are you? And he's just like, no, there, of course there's a contingency plan. It's the Justice League. And Superman yeah. just like gives like this look. It, oh, it's great! And that's when he yeah, it's like that, that's when Superman knows that yeah, you can trust Batman. Like he, he's always gonna 
do the right thing, like put the right thing over himself. Right. Yeah. And so that was oh, it's such a great ending to, to them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that was, uh, so yeah, it's done so well. Such a great Batman depiction, which is, I mean, just the same, th- it's such a great Batman and Superman depiction. And again, just, just like watching apocalypse, just so nice to see just now with everything it, it else. It just shows, it just shows like how important like the two of them together are. It should be like in a movie universe, it should be as developed as Cap and Iron Man were in Avengers. It's like those are like yep. your your backbones, like your staple. Like you, their relationship defines a whole like, you know, franchise basically. Yeah, and this is another one, just like with Apocalypse, how it's actually a sequel to Public Enemies. This one's actually a sequel to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Or, not, not yes. that. Not, not, not Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on Two Earths, which yeah. is this really critically acclaimed anime movie that I don't think is very good. I um, need to rewatch it. I can't remember why. But, uh, no, so it's funny. We keep doing the second movies of these supposed ones. Well, it's their fault. They- the continuity is so all over the place. Right. And these ones are better. So that's why we're that's they why are. we're doing them. Um this movie made like over six and a half million dollars from uh home video sales. Which, which I don't know if that's normal or good. Yeah, I I've been I've tried to find out what like the how much it was made for, but I can't I can't find out. I wasn't able to find at least it's not on it's not on IMDB or whatever. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not sure how much it was actually made for, but that's it, it made over six and a half million dollars in sales, uh, which I think is pretty good. I bet it would be. I, I I can't mention the budget being that high. Right. Um. Yeah. So I don't I don't really know what else I can say about this movie. No, this this is a great movie. It's like another clear example of like there's so many more Justice League stories that are good other than just like Dark Side. Right. Like, yeah, it's like Dark Side again. It's like not everything is just oh, get the Dark Side. It's like no, there's a lot of really great stories you can do, and yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, and it's amazing that this came out back in 2012. Wow, like that long ago. Does not seem like it. It's right before been the, right it's before been Man of Steel. Like the last good DC animated movie, like really good one, other than Return of the Cape Crusaders and like the '66 ones. Yeah. Was probably the Dark Knight Returns Part Two, which came out in 2013. Oh my! Wow! Like that's yeah. how long it's been since we've that's really so had sad. the good. Like they were on such a roll, starting with Under the Red Hood from like yeah. 2010, and uh. it was like 10, 11, 12, 13. All these great movies come out, and then since then, really subpar ones for the most part. Yeah, subpar is just straight up trash. Yeah, which is very very disappointing it is and it's just like and th- the annoying part is they're here like they, we know they can do it yeah all, like you have some of the best material out there it's like you have nothing but great stories to pick from but for some reason they've decided to just dumb down everything and i i don't Cut know corners. okay um yeah, I'm not quite sure what the last really good one was. Let's see. At least if these are in order, I think the last really good one was maybe. I guess Flashpoint Paradox was the last one. Okay. It looks like just um that came out in 2013. I'm pretty sure, but I think it might have come I mean, out yeah, after Dark Knight Returns. Right around the same time though. Uh, sometime yeah, some or 
Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it came out in 2013. Yeah. Um, and then Justice League War came out in 2014. That was the first of the. That was basically the beginning of the end, because that yeah. was when they started to do New 52. We're gonna make everything one universe and keep oh, the same yeah, yeah. everything. And I thought Justice League War was a fine movie, but after that, it's like oh, Son of Batman, fine. Assault on Arkham, which uh, is which is not too bad. Uh, no, no. Throne of Atlantis, Batman vs. Robin, Gods and Monsters, yeah. Bad Blood, Justice League vs. Teen Titans, The Killing Joke, which isn't with the others, but uh, yeah, and it's just like it's a bunch of just yeah ones pretty much yeah, from so there probably. on out. Yeah. So, Gotham by Gaslight would have been great if they didn't ruin it Could've at been. the end. Um, yeah. yeah, and several of these I actually haven't seen except for Hush recently, but it is disappointing. Although apparently they're making Superman Red Sun. And that's apparently going to come out next year. And that might be awesome. Yeah, please don't screw that up. I hope so, man. That's such a great book. I know. That's such an awesome book of Superman if he landed in the Soviet Union instead of in America. So, anyway. Yeah, especially after the Zack Snyder Superman. We need something like that to be like, no. Right. This is is basically what you're almost getting to. But this is a story about, like, what if. Yeah. So, we'll see. But anyway. um, Yeah, that's really all I got with justice league doom so uh ian we got to figure out what are we going to watch uh what are we going to watch next i'm oh, thinking crap. flashpoint i'm i'm fine with that yeah that's why not? that's the other non-batman one that i think is really really great i think there's three and it's apocalypse doom and flashpoint yeah, might as well. I mean, we're, we're doing all the good ones. Might as well. So, all right. So that's the next one we'll do. We'll do Movie Swap, and then we'll do Flashpoint Paradox, which is fantastic. Which isn't even really... Isn't even Batman really is, isn't even barely in it, but it doesn't matter because it's awesome. Yeah, we again, we already did all the Batman stuff, so... Right, 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 right. <laughs> well, trying. yeah, we'll get to TV shows or something at some point. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, we got plenty of stuff, but... All right, so that does it for this episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Make sure and uh, follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Tweet everything about the show, all the links to the podcast episodes, and all that stuff, keeping you guys up to date with everything that we're doing. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bark Bark. So go ahead and do that. And uh, yeah, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. That always helps. And yeah, you got anything, any final thoughts, Ian? I don't, no. Happy almost Halloween, October, I guess. And yeah. Yeah. About a little over halfway there. So we're, we're getting there. Yeah. All right. So that does it for this episode. Make sure and join us next time watching Flashpoint or uh, not watching, talking about Flashpoint Paradox and talking about our first edition of Horror Movie Swap. And uh, yeah, again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week.